Advanced Selling Podcast, uh, promoting today. We're going to tell everyone to go to Kasky One today, right? KaskyOne.com is our blog. Kasky, C-A-S-K-E-Y-O-N-E. Dot com. I don't think we've promoted that that much, and there's a lot of great content. Of uh, Brooke yeah. Green, our partner, and you yeah. uh, post a lot. Uh, Jill is doing some a lot of work on it. So there's also ebooks and tools and, and tips yeah. and all sorts of things. So go to Caskey One, and you can sign up for the email newsletter that we send out a couple right. times. Right. We typically month. send people to the podcast site, but in this case, we're going to send yeah. you to the CaskeyOne.com uh, site. Also, that's a way that you can hire us. So a couple of yeah. people, couple, there have been more than a couple. We've had a lot of Hundreds. podcast listeners call us to have us come into your company. And uh, by all means, if that's something, you got a sales meeting coming up or something, and you say, hey, I'd like to have these guys come in and do this thing live, then we're more than happy to talk to you about how we do that. So before we get to the topic today, we want yes. to hear from a listener. And we'll okay. give you one guess as to where this listener is from. Let's listen in. Go. Hi, Bill. I just thought I'd drop you and Brian a quick note to say thank you so much for your great podcasts. Being new to this whole world of online resources, I have listened to nearly a dozen of yours in just two days, and they have so far been the best coaching and real advice and training I have found online. I've been in sales for most of my adult life, and like most, I fell into it. I'm now a stylist for Stella and Dot, and after a career break to have a family, re-found my career back into sales. So finding an online resource that is real and can actually provide clarity makes a refreshing change. So thank you from England or Northern Europe, if that's easier. Naz Lewis. P.S. Any help or advice on the salesperson working from home would be gratefully appreciated. Bye. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that was so nice, Naz, to uh, send us that uh, It was so audio. nice. Yeah. Gosh, where, I love things know? like that. She said England. Where would you have thought she was from she did. before I, she said England? Uh, I was going to guess Southern Mississippi. <laughs> no. There's, is there anything better than having someone say your name in an English, in a proper <laughs> Queen's English accent? It's brilliant. It's good. Absolutely brilliant. What a nice message. So anyway, if you want to uh, tell us how much you love us, <laughs> send us uh, send us an MP3, and we'll make sure we try to get it on for you. Yeah, we uh, it's five hundred bucks a comment, so <laughs> it's right. very good. Okay, here we go. Ready? Topic today. Topic today. We're going to talk about the story. We're going to talk about quickly the evolution of the story. This is uh, what some people would call the thirty second commercial or the elevator pitch. We now believe is evolving to its next level, which we're really going to just simply call the story. And the takeaway from this, I'm actually going to give you a, a six-point checklist or a six-point scorecard. And the thing that you should do either personally for yourself or take this to your sales team or sales leader and have the rest of your sales team do this is try to rewrite or tweak or modify your current story with some of these elements in mind and then score it with the elements, okay? So I'll give you the scorecard and I'll tell you what they are. I'll define them for you. And then you can say your 30-second commercial as it exists now. And you can say, oh, gosh, that really, you know, I've got an eight in this, a six in one, and four in the other, and uh, help you modify it a little bit. Go on. So we're talking about the story here that you might tell to a brand new prospect when you're in Bingo. front of them. It could be if you're giving a speech in front of a group and maybe mm -hmm. you have a couple minutes carved out of the front for the story. It could be on the on a webinar or a telephone call. Yep. Anything where you're introducing yourself maybe for the first time. Completely. Is that when you do you think of it as the after in the actual sales process itself, especially with someone new, this would be after a bit of rapport building and after a little context statement or an upfront agreement, right? Say, so let me tell you a little bit about us. You tell me about you and we'll see where it goes. Um, and it's that point where either they say, so Bill, tell me about Kasky. Or I say, why don't I give you two minutes of what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Is yeah. that okay? Most people are going to say yes. It's what comes out of your mouth next. So the reason this is important is because people buy our 
people buy the connection to your story more yes. than they buy the product and the, all the features and benefits of it. Did everybody hear that? Everybody hear that in the audience. Bill said they buy the connection to the story as much or more than they buy the product or the service. Mm-hmm. That's where we are these days. And the ability to differentiate yourself on your product and what it does is extremely, extremely hard these days. So you have to differentiate yourself in the beginning from your story and the way you show up. And we think this is a much more compelling way to show up than some of the old uh, yeah, tricks and is. tactics used in the 30-second commercial. And you know if you are uh, in a job-seeking role right now, this yeah. is even more important. Mm. Because when I, when I look at LinkedIn and look at resumes, yep. there's seldom a story there. There's always right. just, a, a, just a, a laundry list of accomplishments, most of which I'm sure are true, but at some point it just all runs together. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if your resume did nothing but was a bio that told a story, that, that fantastic. the narrative? Yeah. We even heard this, you. that we talked to a candidate for our firm this morning, and she took us through her sales career and how she really wasn't into what she was mm-hmm. selling until she found the thing that was her thing. And that was what she was drawn to. And it was a great little story. She told us. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to give you uh, the six-point checklist. And your job then is to score your own story as you say it now uh, against these. Mm -hmm. Okay, scorecard. So the first one we measure against is conciseness. Conciseness. Can I say conciseness? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So conciseness conciseness doesn't necessarily mean... You said it a lot in the last, like, 10 seconds. Conciseness (laughs) doesn't necessarily mean short. It means to the point, neat and tidy, free of fluff, and no doublespeak. Does that make sense? So I can tell a concise story in 20 minutes, right? Uh, I can also yeah. tell a concise story in 30 seconds. Yeah, good. And so we need to stay away from the time element there. We just want to say, does it have a beginning, middle, and end? Is it understandable? Boom, right to the point. That's mm-hmm. concise. And one thing that I've heard from people who are good at this stuff is they say, you don't necessarily have to start at birth to tell your story. This is true. Your story can start today. Let me yep. tell you why I'm in this business. Yes. Then you can go back and fill in some of the blanks. But don't think the story is all chronological. No. Is that a word? Not. Chronological? It is now. I love it. Yeah. All so right. I shouldn't start with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck and I almost <laughs> didn't make it? No. Nope. True story. That's for a different podcast. (laughs) But I am here. Uh, Next, emotional. Emotional. Does your story have some emotional twinge to it, right? So I can say, um, we do sales training, leadership, and coaching. But what we really do at a deep level is we inspire people to be better than they are or they were before they met us. Mm-hmm. That has a little bit emotional and a little bit uh, more of an emotional twinge to it. Or we give people hope that they can um, achieve more than they ever thought they could without working harder. Mm-hmm. It has a little emotional twinge to it. So we're, we're grading against emotion. The third element we grade against is compelling or interesting. So as you tell a story, um, does it make sense to you? Can you connect to it? Um, there's a, there's a scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Have you seen this movie, Bill? Several times. Yes. And, there's a, and you know, John Candy is kind of this loud mouth, talks too much sales guy named Del Griffith, and he, he sells shower curtain ever. rings yeah. ever. Del Griffith, shower curtain ring guy. And Steve Martin is a more buttoned-up ad executive, and they get kind of caught uh, on some travel woes, and they're going across the country in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And John Candy's talking – Steve Martin's ear off. Steve Martin goes crazy on him. And he says, as he's yelling at him, oh, and here's an idea. When you tell a story, have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener, which I think is exactly what is at play here. Is your story interesting? People will listen to an interesting story for hours, and they will tune a non-interesting story out in six seconds. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Brian. Where okay. does – because we always talk about the story of struggle. We talk yeah. about how when you're telling your story, you can't just be the hero from the from the word mm, go. You right. have to have 
you would have to prove to your prospect or whomever you're telling the story to that you've actually experienced struggle. You actually experienced That's uncertainty right. and doubt. Does that come in this comp- where it becomes compelling or is that more the emotional part where you're, you're, it's emotional because I can relate to you now because yeah. I've struggled just like you have? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it goes in all those areas. Those are both great examples of that. So, yeah, to your point, or I can say from you, you, when you talk about the history of our firm, you say, you know, when, when I was a salesperson, I never felt like I was a really good salesperson. I was always uncomfortable in the process. I always thought there had to be a better way. As soon as you say that, it's interesting. And so then I started to look around, and I'm, now I'm hanging with you. Mm-hmm. And I looked here, and I looked there, and I thought, man, where could I, what could I do? What could I possibly do? So as, as you're telling me this, it's building on itself. That's interesting to me. It's also emotional because I can feel how you felt. Okay. Right? Good. And I found – what I found is – kidding. Feel, felt, found. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Zing. Uh, okay. Makes sense? Most people are saying, I, I kind of like that feel, felt, found. They, they, you tell yeah. me more about that. I can't believe another he just – I learned feel, felt, found in another training class. And he just used it right there, that guy. Okay, next. Relevant and relatable. Relevant and relatable. And the outcome I, I tend to teach people when we do this is can they listen to your story and they go, oh, my God, you just talked about me. Back to your story of starting the firm. When I was younger in my 20s and I was out selling, I was getting beat up on price. And, and I thought, what am I missing here? What could, I, what could possibly be going wrong? When you tell that story, I totally go back to when I was 22 selling toilet paper to grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And I think, what am I missing? All they ask me about is price. And they want to kick me out and bring in the, uh, the um, uh, Scott Paper Towel guy instead of me. Um, <laughs> So can I connect to that that way? Can I see myself in your story is the test for relevance and relatable. Can I see myself in your story? And we've all talked here about the 30-second commercial, which we say at some point during the 30-second commercial, the prospect has to say, that's me. You You just just described me. me. You just described me. So that to me is the – it's the checklist, but that's the question that if they're not – if you don't feel like they're really relating to that, you're probably not doing a good job there. right. Uh, now, these next two sort of go together, and sometimes these are kind of hard to understand the difference in. So the next one is polarizing, polarizing. And this I love. I actually learned this from another sales trainer who came to speak to my peer group. And he said a, a good 30 – he was talking old-school 30-second commercial. But he said a good 30-second commercial is actually polarizing. It actually defines a fence and puts you on one side or the other. So let me use it for instance here. Um, gen- generally speaking, it is our belief that one-day seminars don't work. They're not effective. They provide a short little punch in the arm that usually wanes after a few hours, and there's no long-lasting effect ever, Mm -hmm. right? So if someone just wants to do that but they want change, it won't work, and we won't do that. Now, if someone wants to bring us in and talk to their salespeople for a day as long as the expectation is there that it won't work long-term, then I'm more than happy to go do that, if that makes sense. See what I mean? So that's polarizing, getting on one side of the fence or the other. I think we're very afraid of that because we want to be yes. inclusive. We want our message to resonate everybody. with everybody. Correct. And what's the saying? If you try to make your message for everybody, it's for nobody. Correct. And exactly. I made that up just here on I the fly. I love that. Just on the fly. It was really, no, really well I done. I read that once. But I think that's true. I think it's almost like you want it to rule people out, as you said yes. before. And we it talked should. about it. It should. And if it doesn't, maybe it's not strong enough. That's right. It's got to be more polarizing, right? We're only interested really in working with these sorts of sales organizations. And that's it. Things that are on the fringe just aren't that interesting yeah. to us. Yeah. And I make polarizing statements. And the person goes, well, I'm on the fringe. You go, hey, man, okay, it's been great. Probably not a good fit for us. And we go. Mm-hmm. The last thing that we, we judge for here, we score against our story, is the balance in the story. And what we want to do here is we want to avoid being pitchy or overly persuasive in our story. And so many 30-second commercials talk about how great and wonderful things are. You can say in your story how great and wonderful you are. You have to balance that back out, though, but we're not magicians. We don't have pixie dust. We can't come in and save all souls. That's not what we do. 
my, our clients will tell you that the work that we've done over the years for them has been ridiculously impactful and the ROI is insane. That doesn't work, though, in all cases. Yeah. We have some clients where it just didn't stick for whatever reason, that you hear the balance in that. So it's there. I'm in and out. I'm back and forth. That's what balance means. Bill's credibility. It helps me know you're a real person totally. and not just blowing smoke. That's uh, what it does. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. That's the difference. I, I got asked this morning, what's the difference between polarizing and balanced? Um, polarizing helps me take a stand and sort. Balance helps me stay connected to the person and makes them feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So really good. what you've just described here is, is kind of takes the place of the whole 30-second commercial. We've taught that. We still teach it. I think there are times where your your story has to be 30 seconds. But I think, you know, what you're talking about here could be a two or three to five-minute story or yeah, longer. Sure. And as long as it uh, checks out with these six bullet points, then I think it's still going to be listenable and consumable. Yeah. And it's going to really get a, hit home a point, yeah. a very important point. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's what you want at the end. And you said it earlier, and I loved what you said, which is people have to be able to connect to the story when they're done. They have to be drawn into it and say, gosh, I liked hearing that. What I heard, I want more of that. People typically don't get connected to – we do sales training and leadership coaching. They don't get connected to no. that. They get connected to you telling the story when you're 25 years old and decided you want to go and do something on your own and you found a better way. Or when I would run around the grocery stores and get my behind handed to me and was miserable and having panic attacks and, mm-hmm. you know, dreaming that I was manager. being swallowed, that I was swallowing Downy and waking up, you know, <laughs> and going on Xanax. Oh, wait, wait never mind. No. <laughs> wait a minute. You, you get did. the point. Oh, oh, Jason. Was that me? Did I say that or think that? No, that's a good topic. I think we all could uh, spruce up our story. So if you're listening to this and, uh, and, and you want to do that, I think those uh, bullet points are really good. And just remember that the story is a critical part of your messaging and, and really communicating who you are mm-hmm. to your customer. Because yeah. at some point, got to make a decision, do I buy at all? And if I do, do I buy from him or from her yeah. or from the next person? And think it about really how critical it is these days, especially when you can go to Google and find all the tactical information about everybody so okay yeah we'd love to hear from you go to our linkedin group advanced selling podcast linkedin we've got over a thousand members now so we'd love to have another thousand uh and there's some great threads and great discussions going on there jill will typically producer jill that is will typically uh post up some of the questions that we ask during the podcast so make sure you comment and also you can ask a question by going to listener at advanced selling podcast.com email us and we will take your question we will and answer it all right see you you next time bye This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to iTunes.